Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I welcome pop savant Louis Fertel to the show to parse what's right, what's wrong, and what's missing from the 2017 Academy Award nominations. Cash me outside. How about that? Here. Oh, not much. I was just in okay. the area. Okay. Well, you know, I had to pick up a couple things. You know, as you do. Mm-hmm. As you do. Just here in the, we're in the supermarket. We're, here, we're live casting from Trader Joe's. I'm here to weekend. pick up my award. Please give it to me. Yeah. The nominations just came out. It's come to my attention. I was nominated. Oh. Come to collect. Right. This is so it. I'm ready to start slinging trophies left and right. So, so we're here to talk about them. We're here to talk about it, but I feel like we might need some assistance, some professional assistance. Because if it were just left up to the two of us... We probably just talk about what kind of hair situation Viola would be wearing. It would be all hair and makeup. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hair and baby oil options. Right. So? So, yeah. Let's uh, let's call in Oscar professional Louis Vertel and see if we can get him Louis on the line. Louis Vertel. Yeah. It's a big week. Am I here? I see a face. We're having a miracle. Oh, yes. This is I can't believe all connected. I, I felt like a fourth grade computer co- teacher in the 90s. Like, I'll restart the computer and that will fix it. It was very strange. It actually worked. <laughs> well, you know, it works. It's true. Sometimes Control, it's as simple as, delete. as the net. <laughs> yeah. Lewis, welcome. Welcome to the show, Lewis Rattel. Oh, my God. I'm terribly thrilled to be here. This Jacob, I miss exciting. you terribly. David, I see you sometimes. So I know. I miss you terribly, and it's so good to see your face. You look better At than I look, and you have a day. Over the interwebs. That's just the that I'm just finding my light right now, if you can, if you can oh. tell. Like, there's just a nice... Yeah, you look like Lena Hall. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today on our little little show. It's happy. I'm, I'm thrilled that we're recording a conversation we would probably all have in person. So. I know this would be like over like a round of like anchor steams at Akbar. It's like old times. They have not changed that for the record. So you're perfect. Yes. <laughs> perfect. Okay. For all of you who may not be familiar with Lewis, Lewis is a scholar of reading, a sorcerer <laughs> of shade, He's and a millennial of a certain age. A millennial of a certain age with. Young, dewy skin. Where mm-hmm. else do we go? Tell us about yourself, sir. Yeah. Uh, I I literally spend most of my time uh, hoping to end jokes in under 140 characters, which is still what some of us consider productivity. Unfortunately, we haven't outgrown it. Yeah, you're Twitter champion. Uh, I have pinkish gray skin in a very L Fanning way, Perfect. which you should know. And uh, <laughs> I, I also write for the show called uh, Throwing Shade, which is based off a Funnier Die podcast, and it's on. TV land, if you can find TV land using, I don't know, the internet, do it. So. Has that started already? No. I, know, I I just saw the first episode. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah the, I mean, like, Brian and Aaron, who hosted, are hilarious. Yeah, we're about three weeks in now, David. Oh, very good. Yeah, I love that podcast, actually. You know, it's, you know, it's weird. Um, so we write, like, 50 jokes in a row for them to say, but then they, tech, they will get off track and then improvise. They're the only people I don't, would don't get mad at for that because they are actually brilliant. So I, I mm. would prefer they not say what we write sometimes. Every, but you're saying that you get mad at Alec Baldwin then when he doesn't, he doesn't deliver That's the true. jokes as written. 
Is that what I'm hearing? That, no. <laughs> <laughs> that amateur. Uh, or, or when Tilda right. goes off book, you know, it's it's such a pain in the ass, isn't it? Wait, yeah. no, with a riff? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Tilda riff. I can't. Okay, so we're talking about the Oscar nominations because that's what's important. Uh, and Lewis, you are the Meryl Streep of Oscar trivia. Oscars are your superpower, and that's why we've called you here. Okay, well, you unfortunately, I am in the right place, and so hopefully we'll all be in the right place together on this. Perfect. We need your help. Hopefully you have strong opinions, strong reactions to what happened. Ish. You know, okay, I mean, like, if we're starting off broadly, like, if we're talking about, like, picture? Yeah, I figured well, let's just run through the majors. Let's start best picture. Sure. Um, okay. We've got, what, Arrival, we've got Fences. Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Um, I have the distinct thing the two of you are going to call La La Land about a two and a half star movie. Like you would call it a, a, a merely a, a pretty good movie, not a great movie. Well, yeah, obviously, like a normal person would respond to La La yeah. Land that way. Yeah, right. I'm a little disturbed by the the sheer amount of nominations it got. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I guess pleasant at times, but I found it dreary in the middle. I just didn't think it was a uniformly amazing enough to get 14 nominations, but I thought mm-hmm. it, you know, it's not like, a uniformly good movie. I think it starts strong. It ends strong. It's boring in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I call it Wimplash. Yes. Do you like my puns? I love it. I love your puns. Please keep them coming. Also, <laughs> yes. I feel like I want to call fraud with that movie because it's a misrepresentation. I think everybody got excited. First of all, 14 yeah. nominations, I think, because Hollywood loves to celebrate itself. It's a, like a dreamer's who dream have dreams movie about hollywood and so of course yeah 100 nominations for it but like the whole thing opens with a giant like cinemascope splashed across the screen so people are excited for that you open with a big number you think you're gonna you sort of settle in for this big musical event and it's not that at all no 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 it's like the sleepiest um uh it's sort of like the, the violet color of the movie feels like you're in um uh what's that Japanese chain restaurant or something. It just, it feels like a sushi bar or something is the glow of the movie. Can I be like Yoshinoya? Is that what yeah, you're going something for? something like that. But, but yeah, I think it's a movie that ends strongly and people are fooled because of that into believing it's great. That's my feeling. About like it. an all around winner. Hmm. Yeah. Also, but John Legend's in it. Does that, does that make a difference? Yeah, it does make a difference. It lends to the absurdity of the whole thing. We're supposed to buy like Ryan Gosling as the jazz purist champion against mm-hmm. like john legend trying to ruin jazz it doesn't make sense doesn't yeah matter. that is i will say though about hollywood congratulating itself i think that's a little bit of a misconception like the the first best picture that was set in california even i know los angeles for sure is crash and we definitely <laughs> gave it to the artist one year i'm not saying we didn't but like if hollywood is self-congratulatory that's or if we're gonna give it to la la land due to self-congratulation, that would actually be a pretty new thing because I think they were terrified of looking vain for years and years and years. I mm. see. Mm. You know. But this this movie is kind of like, it's to the legacy of Hollywood. It's like the, right. back to that MGM thing. I think it's sli- a slightly right. different thing aside from being like set here. It's about the magic of movie making. Right. Now, right. I, didn't, I didn't watch, I didn't, I haven't seen La La Land because I just, I don't know. I, I haven't been moved to actually see it, but in terms of the performances with uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, um, I don't know. Were there, were, were, were there the dancing, the the singing, was it on par with what you might see with like a Fred Astaire, Ginger Robert Rogers moment? I just, I don't know. 
I mean, right. absolutely not. Um, I, I would say that's actually the thing I dislike most about it, getting all those nominations, is mm-hmm. the acting is, I mean, like, they certainly played the characters well. I wouldn't call them triumphant performances in any way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, do you remember that movie Once a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if those two actors, we were like dead set on both of them getting nominated for Oscars. It kind of doesn't make sense. It's like they carried the whimsicality of the film, but they didn't add anything beyond yeah. that. You know? Well, here's the thing. I actually really like Emma Stone and I liked her in this. Uh, I think she's maybe the only part of this movie that's kind of living up to the hype. But like these guys, they're not singers. They're not dancers. They're not hoofers like, you know, Debbie Reynolds. It's not Gene Kelly. So I, you kind of have to temper your expectations for what they can. And also, am I wrong in like understanding that it's kind of the point of the movie that they are not exceptional dancers and singers? Is that supposed to be part of its charm? I would say yes. Yeah. Like it, it could be us up there, et cetera, you know, which I guess is what everybody wants to believe. Maybe that's why they're so taken with it. Hey, I'm, I, you know, I've, I've been one known to be one to throw on a red wig and <laughs> this is true. In a one, two step. No yeah, kidding. So remember my Nini wig. So hello. I mean, overall, it kind of felt like a series of screensavers where Emma Stone was pretending to be Anne Hathaway. Which is, I mean, you couldn't say a meaner thing about a human being. But um, <laughs> uh, I say, also, you know what's weird about that movie is the costume nominations. I mean, like, as far as I remember, there are four primary colored A-line skirts in that movie. Like, it's right. not like... A, <laughs> about this is like you need to see what she's wearing you know right 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 well 14 nominations tying what uh titanic and all about uh, eve and all about eve yeah do we think it's going to have a record-breaking win what do, what movie has the most most wins i think it's uh there's it's 11 wins for or no uh it's 11 wins for titanic and 11 wins for Ben-Hur? Is that right? Yes. That feels right. I want to say there's oh, like a Lord of okay. the Rings in there, too. And oh, and Lord of the Rings won everything it was nominated for, which I think is also 11. So. Yeah. I don't I don't know if this movie will do that. It's got kind of a couple, like, curious category nominations, but I think it's definitely going to be the big winner. Do you see it sweeping? I'm going to see it. I'm going to give it 10 wins. Whoa. Not okay. 14. Okay, so it's going to come in just under the bar. Yeah. So right. it would still have to win, because isn't it double nominated in song? It would have to win like every other category it's nominated for. Mm-hmm. I mean, not quite. I mean, it would. It, I'm going to say it'll lose costume, and I think it'll lose, you know, Those something else skirts. technical, like sound mixing or something. Yeah. Right, right. So. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, what about the other ones? Any other standouts for you? Um. Let's see. I like Manchester by the Sea as much as I can like a movie about a guy who's bottled up and we feel bad for him, you know, just like bottled up emotions. And then they take him out with like fights. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I wanted to get caught up as on as many of the best picture nominations as possible. So I double featured uh, fences and Manchester by the sea today. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I was not, I guess as impressed by the intensity of this movie as I, I feel like I was supposed to have been. I thought it was good. Um, to the extent of his Casey Affleck's performance. I didn't feel like there was anything under all of that restraint. I felt like it was a lot of grimacing and you could tell he was tortured because he didn't swing his arms when he walked. And then, like you said, he, he punches, <laughs> he starts by, starts fights in bars. Right. And what about Michelle Williams? How was she in it? Um, her hair was exactly as um, 
Uh, you know what her hair is like? Like a Peanuts character, like that kind of <laughs> <laughs> But she's in it for probably tops, I mean, nine minutes or something, 11 minutes. But um, her final scene in the movie is really good. I, 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 and I guess in a way I would say she's the best thing about that movie, other than I actually do really like it when movies get teenagers right. And the oh, teenager, yeah. this Lucas Tedges guy is among the more realistic teenagers I've ever seen in a movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great. Okay, she's so- very good, although I feel like she's been making that same face since Dawson's Creek. I feel like we've seen this trick in every <laughs> everything she's ever done. She always looks like someone just told her they canceled Etsy. Or she's like, Pacey? <laughs> what, what was, what was, uh, what's his, what was, uh, was it Pacey? Was she dating Pacey during Dawson's Creek? Or was that Katie Holmes? I don't know. She was dating a pink berry or something. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> but like, so she I guess can always, she can always sort of deliver that. And like I said, I saw Fences and Manchester by the Sea. And it's like with Viola Davis, there are two things you can always count on her, count on from her. And that's like boogery tears and a struggle walk with Michelle yes. Williams. It's always that, it's always that like <laughs> that thing that she does. Right. <laughs> Although I was really distracted by her hair in the second half. You got it right. She's like a Peanuts character. I couldn't tell if it's, it was a wig or not. Nor can mm. I. But um, I would say I would say I like it because the, that Fences to me, um, Viola is, of course, giving you like Beethoven-level drama. So Oh, yeah. She's great. They're all great. The thing about Fences for me, I thought that was really effective. And like I said, like you can always... Uh, Viola Davis' performances are, are almost predictable in the sense that, like, in also in every movie we've ever seen, she does that snotty, snotty cry. But it's always so effective, and you you see the scene; it's in the trailer, so you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And even so, because it's so like stagey and play like, and which I, you know, I think works to great effect. The impact of the moment isn't diminished just because you know it's coming. When she mm-hmm. sort of like right. winds up for that scene, it still like guts you when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't get I didn't get that sensation watching Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, do you know who Viola Davis reminds me of? Everybody I hated going up against in Speech Team. Everything about her is like <laughs> ready to like launch at a moment's notice. Like you yeah. better watch out. She's got that monologue, you know, lit up. Right. No kidding. It's true. It's like I'm. This is. I think she's the only African American to be nominated. African American actress to be nominated three times for uh, an Oscar. And it surprises me that she doesn't already have one. I feel like she should have one for, like, her Starbucks orders. And she should have one for voicemail she's left. Like, she should have an Oscar for every single time she's opened her mouth. Right. I mean, just for the... always ready. So, with that said, do we think that she's actually going to win for Best Supporting Actress this uh, this year? I would be really surprised. And is it between her? It's between... I mean, who would you lose... I mean, who do you think it's between? It's between her and is it her between her and Michelle Williams or? Yes, it wouldn't be. I, I like Naomi has no he, and I also think weirdly that role is the most conventional one in Moonlight. Like it's like set up for Oscar buzz in a way that I feel the rest of the movie is kind of cooler than that. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but like Nicole uh, Kidman does very little in Lion, as much as she is wig paradise i don't know if you've seen the screenshots but <laughs> i haven't seen anything about lion i just have no, nothing I but question marks as, as far as i can tell it's like dev patel and google maps you're not most of the movie is him scrolling through google maps i'm not kidding it is the worst of the best pictures for me by far okay no great. where is he where i don't I've, i haven't seen lion but he's like he's going back to his, he's going back to india to find his original family is that right. what's happening he's from a very very poor and isolated town in india and okay the beginning of the movie is kind of awesome because it's about a kid who ends up on a train and then like 
through a long series of strange events, ends up adopted in, in Australia. Then the last half of the movie is Dev Patel, as this kid, has discovered the internet. And now is like, what if I keep scrolling over India? Will I found, find my hometown? Okay, there's only one way for that to end, and it ends that way. So, <laughs> right. It's like, I found it. Although, having lived in India and using Google Maps in India, it's harder than it actually seems to actually find something on a Google Map. So I mean, He doesn't at any point say enhance, does he? That's not in the movie. <laughs> Tears in his eyes. Okay, Google, find my mom. But I feel kind of bad. I mean, you know, I really, really want Michelle Williams to win an Oscar too. I mean, she's she's kind of going into Susan Lucci territory, isn't she? In terms she's, of I feel like an Oscar, she will I feel like she'll get there? Just not this year. And if we're talking Susan Lucci's of the Oscars, that title kind of has to go to Amy Adams, don't you think? At this for point, for me, she kind of is like the yellow starburst in a lot of these films. I'm like, this oh, is Amy I Adams. Don't know if I, I don't know if I really, yeah, Amy Adams. I'm like, I don't really want. I don't. I don't know if I'm really in the mood for a yellow star, but I'd rather more cherry. I'm like, yeah. please give me more, more Michelle Williams, you know, but I get the yellow starburst and eventually I'm like, oh, Amy Adams is in it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, whatever. But tell us what, what is, what's the draw? With, no, with right. Amy. I mean, there is like a, I mean, when, when her face appears, I'm not like lit up with endorphins, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, she's not like, she doesn't have that Kate Blanchett feel of like, there's a swan in your DNA and also lightning. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but um, the weird thing about her being kind of a milquetoast presence, presence is I really do like her and dislike her in varying and extreme amounts in every movie. Like Junebug, I think she is amazing in. And then in American Hustle, I thought that could have been anybody else. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I thought she was actually better than Melissa Leo in The Fighter, who won for that movie. Mm-hmm. But then like, I didn't care about her in her, you know? So, right. I, I could, didn't even remember she was in her. See? Mm-hmm. Yellow Starburst. You don't, you, I mean, you don't really take notice. <laughs> okay, Junebug. I'm going to go, I'm going to watch Junebug and I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like a chapter most people have missed with her. And I think if you watch Junebug, you have uh-huh. renewed faith. Okay. Okay. I worked on, I think, her first movie, The Wedding Date with Deborah Messing. I feel like that was the oh, first wow. time we saw Amy Adams, and I've never been able to distinguish her really from Jenna Fisher. It took a long time for me to separate those two. I will say this um, Amy Adams is somebody who seems boring, kind of, if you just look at her, but I feel like per movie, sometimes I am. I, I realize she's kind of way more gifted and, say, subtle, which is not an exciting word, than the average actor. And then sometimes I'm not a fan of her. Like, I didn't think she was great in American Hustle, but she's amazing in, I think, The Fighter and uh, Junebug, which is one of those movies that, like, lets you know, oh, wait, she can play crazy characters in the way that Jessica Chastain in The Help let you know she can play crazy characters. Jessica mm. Chastain in The Help was the only time I've loved Jessica Chastain. That's what I mean. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I like Jessica Chastain. You know, once I was in Sundance with her and she was very, very nice to me. I'm sure that was her best performance. I helped her, like, carry her snowboard to her car or something. And she was really nice. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Michelle Williams. <laughs> I don't see Jessica Chastain snowboarding. She did. She did it. Um, Imagine just the chest tackling like a slalom. I can't. Mm-hmm. But okay. she, she did it. I'm telling you. I swear. This is when she first came onto the scene. What was that movie she was in with Brad Pitt? Oh, when Tree of Life. Was, yeah, when she was in Tree of Life. She was at Sundance. And she was at one of these gift suites, and uh, I was there. And yeah, she was like learning how to snowboard. I'm like, mm, does your manager know about this? This might not be a good idea. You could break something. But she did it. My favorite thing about her was for the longest time, she managed her own Facebook page. And, like, 
the weirdest people would write comments on it and she would respond to all of them. Like one <laughs> really? of them would be like, oh, Jessica, show us a pic of you and like an off the shoulder something with, and she goes, Hey there, I'm not really going to like, I, I'm not somebody who wants to post certain provocative pictures. I prefer we focus on the art. I mean, it's so weird that it came from her. It's so Look at that. Weird. See, oh, wow. She's like, she's the people's actress. She's the people's mm, actress. No, her. she is that character from The Help. She delivered everyone <laughs> a pie. Uh, a pie. Speaking of The Help, what, are, what were your thoughts on Hidden Figures? Which is, it is the the sequel to The Help, right? Is it really? So that's what I was concerned about. I thought, okay, The Help has, you know, gotten a master's in mathematics and now they're gone to NASA. Yes, but... the help goes to space camp. <laughs> Which aired on Nickelodeon in the mid-90s, that's right. Yes, um, exactly. That's exactly the level of this movie. It's been sanitized in such, like, a weird way. I was just saying, <laughs> I think every year we get, like, a major nominee that just feels like a Wikipedia, and this is the <laughs> Wikipedia movie. Okay. It's like, did you know? Right, right. Um Octavia is great. I think I, I have to say about Octavia, it's actually weird to me that she's not just a straight up movie star. Like, why doesn't she have like eight comedies coming out a year? No you know? shit. Mm. She's great. It's like, why can't we give her more to do except for play, playing like third banana on mom sometimes? Like, why yeah, does right. she have to hustle? She's a movie star and she's great. Right. Mm. right. And I kind of. I mean, hmm? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I kind of have to say of African American Oscar winners, I feel like. It's real it crapshoot really in terms out. of who never really works out after you get the after you get the golden guy, right? Like, yeah, who, but that's not necessarily really unique up. to black winners. That it, sometimes it just doesn't; those are not in the cards. But I feel like in terms of the winners who have them, they're not always good. Like Jennifer Hudson is not a good actress; she, she probably sure should not have that award. Jamie Foxx probably should not have that award. Like Holly mm. Berry, sometimes I wonder, unless she's doing a very specific thing, she doesn't deserve that award. Octavia Spencer deserves that award, and she decided to mm-hmm. do movies, like, full-time. There was a really, like, a terrible trailer for a movie ahead of Hidden Figures. Something with Tim McGraw, something very, like, she's Jesus or... or, or oh, right, God. yes. Oh, right, doesn't she play, yeah... What is it called? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But like, why does that exist? Why does she have to straddle that world? And why does she? Like, she can only. We can only accept her in like as undercover a sassy black Jesus. lady. Undercover Jesus. Undercover Jesus. Download Jesus. Download Jesus. With Vivica A. Fox. She's also one of the great um, Thirty Rock cameos of all time. When she uh, plays, she's doing the movie where she plays Harriet Tubman, and then she decides, she's like, oh, "Right, you come yeah. up and wait for Harriet Tubman to walk through walls because I'm coming from that side or whatever." She <laughs> <laughs> she's wonderful. And then, you know that Hidden Figures is only the second. Uh, the it it landed two weeks at number one at the box office, and it's the, it's the last movie with a uh, female leading roles to do that since The Help. With Octavia Spencer. Which is so... Because they are essentially the same movie. Like, they are both super conventional. They're very crowd-pleasing. I have to say, as much as I felt, like, personally offended by the help, it was, like, Mm -hmm. an enjoyable movie to watch, you know? It was, like, a fine movie. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a good film. And I just really, I remember, I had a lot of... unease and i would say even resentment about watching it just because i felt like i don't need this fictionalized account from the imaginations of white people where a white person cures racism and the happy ending is a black woman walking off jobless into the jim crow south like that's all quite ridiculous (laughs) uh and hidden figures i feel like is kind of the same movie except that based on true events lent it a lot more credibility 
and sort of right. forgives the things that are super conventional about that. Other than that, it's like it's not great that uh, they reduce racism to like the inconvenience of not having a bathroom that's as close as you'd like it to be. Like, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like sitcom the problems they were having in the office. Exactly. Uh, and and also like. I mean, like the opposition they were up against, like Jim Parsons literally saying, um, that's not how we do things here. I mean, right. can we get a second draft? Like, what is <laughs> right? Can we get a rewrite on that one? Mm-hmm. Although I did like Dowdy, uh, what's her name? Oh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Dunst. I really love her in that role. This is like her, also the sequel to what's it? Bring you know it on. I'm thinking, bring it on. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, bring it on goes into a time machine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, bring yeah. it on. The prequel, yeah. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, did you do that one? Unfortunately, no. I You said uh, unfortunately. I, I feel like you misspoke. I, I mean, by unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for, the, for the purposes of this discussion, I, it will not add anything to my life otherwise, I assure you. Yeah. Um, like I said, a double feature today. Hacksaw was one of the ones I hadn't seen, and I thought about it, and I was really resistant to seeing Manchester by the Sea and super resistant to seeing Hacksaw and, ha- and Manchester won out. I don't feel like there's anything new that I'll discover from, from Hacksaw Ridge, and I feel like Andrew Garfield is kind of, as far as an actor goes, he's kind of like a shrug with an accent. Mm. Yeah. Oh, please. Totally. No, and also, right? he literally looks like, um, like Anthony Perkins' understudy, and like and like, like not quite as hot as Anthony Perkins. That's what I want. So yeah, right. Yeah, he just has a d bag quality. Like that casting in Social Network could not have been better. That is the best role he will ever, ever, ever have. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he's been doing a ton of press. And every time I see him on a talk show or something talking about his movies, Silence and uh, Hacksaw Ridge, he did that Hollywood Reporter roundtable thing. He did Colbert and a couple other things. He's been super duper earnest and serious. Kind of like when Madonna discovered Kabbalah and had all right. the answers for everything. And, like, like, and, and why? And like, what is he saying? Like in these interviews, how did how has he reached Nirvana? I, you know, I don't know. It maybe it's mostly tonal, and maybe I'm projecting something onto him. But I mm-hmm. feel like he's like, I don't know. Christianity and spirituality is really about this, and our, where we are with our. Pre- he keeps saying our president. Can he vote here? I mean, I don't <laughs> want to draw those lines, but I just I want that question answered. He's welcome no, to I have totally, opinions, but I think he totally sounds like the guy, like the Juilliard grad who uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> needs you to know that he's he's seen the damage done in this in this country, and he can fix it using the craft. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all of that, all of that. Um, let me see. What do we think of um, best actors? I feel like we've kind of cycled through a lot of the other stuff, but mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield was one of the best actor nominees. Ryan Gosling, Denzel Washington, Fences, Casey Affleck, Viggo Mortensen. I didn't see Captain Fantastic. It does sound like a fake movie to me. I haven't seen that one yet either. I think it, I haven't seen that. Nocturnal Animals and Hacksaw. That's it. Okay. Yeah, Nocturnal Animals. I wanted to check out, but it, it, I thought it, mistakenly that it was in the Best Picture run, but it's not. And I actually didn't well, see the last Tom Ford movie, so I have no idea. I don't even know where to begin, except that everybody says his movies are beautiful. If you like De Beers ads, I mean, that's what they are. So, yeah. <laughs> sure, if, it, if it looks anything like the Rihanna Diamonds <laughs> video, I'm there. Um, <laughs> is Ryan Gosling your favorite Hollywood Ryan? Oh, if I had to rank them? No, I'm going to go Jerry Ryan. So, I'm gonna go <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Are you surprised Deadpool didn't crack the, uh, the Academy? I'm I'm merely relieved. I mean, Deadpool to me, just the, the humor of it is so. 
I use this analogy all the time, but so cards against humanity. So like, mm-hmm. I'm being a little bit of a dick. Are you impressed? And it's just like, mm-hmm. this is how this kind of humor has gone since the beginning of time. People quoting Caddyshack, people quoting Wedding Crashers, people, you know, just these movies where like, for some reason it feels great to see a guy have no rules apply to him. And it's like, well, that's why we have the president now. So like, <laughs> right. Right. I drew those lines together for you. you know? <laughs> Thank Thanks. you. Thank you for connecting that. So we're all united against Deadpool as we should be. The other best actor. I think I really do want Denzel to win. I think he was amazing throughout that movie. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, the feeling I get watching Denzel when I, people, I feel like a, a big criticism against Denzel is that they always say that what he's always doing Denzel which, you know, may or may not be true, but, like, what I feel like is watching, it's like the same as saying, you know, I'm always watching LeBron James or I'm always watching Beyonce. Like, you're watching someone mm-hmm. who is an expert at the thing that they do do that thing, which is incredible. Um, yeah, right. And it, it, you know, all of the performances, I feel like Viola and, and Denzel in Fences are kind of like big, splashy, theatrical, like, I'm acting roles. But mm-hmm. the execution on both of their parts is is masterful. It's great. Yeah, well, that's, they're kind of the reason we have, like, Oscars, because it's like, right, like, these plum roles are handed to people, and there are some people who are capable of being like, oh, yeah, I know this is an Oscar role, and I'm actually gonna, you know, like, uh, buckle down and, like, own it better than anybody else could. Like, both of those roles, you couldn't pick two, like, intellectually, I can't even go to a place of who would be better in those roles. It's definitely those those two best actors for that. You know? yeah, Amy hard. Adams might, might be available. <laughs> <laughs> for Amy Biles Adams. Role. As Denzel, now, as Troy. Now, Denzel actually just won uh, for Best Actor uh, in the SAG Awards. So do you think that's any indication that he could possibly win the Oscar? I mean, there's a lot of kind of buzz surrounding Casey Affleck, uh, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But I think it's really between the two of them, right? Is that? It, it, totally. It couldn't be anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. I would actually say, God, it's, I'm going to say it's, 50-50 in a way that I've forgotten to consider. I think it's, it is, I, I can't pick one or the other. Both are equally. Yeah. I, think, I think most uh, prognosticators would guess Casey Affleck. If I had to guess right now, I would say Denzel. I would mm-hmm. say Denzel too, and that might just be wishful thinking on my part. Um, I, but I think you're right. Casey seems to have all of the momentum, but I've really struggled with the sex criminality of it all. Oh, but why? <laughs> oh, no reason. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, and we don't have, like, Mel Gibson and, and Casey Affleck both here. Nate Parker is not. I didn't see Birth of a Nation because I got the impression early on that it probably wasn't that good of a movie. But fuck, if we can forgive and forget with those guys, why isn't he here? Right. No, and it, mm-hmm. I mean, that is very strange how much that movie died. I mean, I will say I resent Sundance in general because it seems to be a bunch of people who have questionable taste needing to pick something they love without knowing really anything. Um. So, you know... Okay. But uh, I, it's, I feel bad that I haven't seen Birth of a Nation, though. I don't even remember it being in theaters. Yeah, me neither. It came and went so fast uh, that we all got whiplash. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. The best actresses. These, uh, the best actress category is interesting because, like, pretty much none of these movies sync up with the best picture nominations. Best picture, right? Yeah. So I feel like I haven't seen any of these. I saw, obviously, Emma Stone in La La Land, but. Isabel Fair, mm-hmm. Ruth Nega, Meryl Streep, Natalie Portman. I have no idea. You, I feel like, have seen these movies. Oh, I sure have. Yeah. How many have you seen, uh, Jacob? 
I have seen none of them. And in terms of for best actress, I haven't seen any of them. But I will say that I do love a finger wave. So I'm I'm gunning for Ruth Mega. That's all. <laughs> oh, you could give it to Meryl Streep based on that too, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Florence was rocking a nice kind of Josephine Baker number, wasn't she? <laughs> that's right. Um, can I say about Ruth Mega in that movie? I thought, based on the hype around this movie, she was going to get a lot to do. She kind of mm-hmm. smiles pleasantly throughout it. She's like mm-hmm. a pretty docile character, actually. I thought it was going to be like this acting triumph, but like, I don't know if there's this other movie, 20th Century Women with Annette Benning. She yeah. is on fire in that movie. So it is good. She did not get nominated. It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. They must hate her. I, that, I guess. It they must no have shot, thought that she was Mel Gibson. Like, why didn't she have a nomination? <laughs> what did Annette do wrong? I don't. She didn't do anything wrong in this movie. I saw it last. I saw that. I double featured that with a uh, hidden, not hidden fences, hidden figure. See? Hidden oh my fences. God! They're, they're infecting you. I'm Jen. Yeah. Jen Bush. What was that girl's name? Doesn't matter. Jenna, uh, Jenna Hager Bush. Yeah. Um, she was so good. All of those women in that movie were good. Uh, Elle Fanning, Greta Gerwig, but especially Annette Benning. And even like when she's not speaking, just her reactions alone are like outrageous. Yeah, like gifts. Yeah, every single one of them. But not in like a, she's not showy at all. Um, I was gonna say about that category though, I really recommend you guys see Elle because I am rooting for that woman to win, Isabel Hubert. Oh, okay, yeah. First of all, she looks like a very well-preserved Leslie Ann Warren. So oh, you got to know that going on. And then secondly, it's just all this stuff happens to this character. It's called like a rape revenge movie. It's not really about that. Or it's about that in part. Um, but the movie is also hilarious. And this woman like has the most deadpan reactions in a way that we usually don't give to like women in their 60s. So mm-hmm. just I go and watch it. I think she's amazing. I, love all I don't know. Things. I think she's definitely going to be a dark horse to win. I mean, everyone seems to be rallying behind Emma Stone. Yeah. Do you think that there's any know. chance that Emma Stone doesn't take this? Me? Yes. I mean, like, I think mm-hmm. most people are rallying around Emma Stone. Like, she mm-hmm. seems like, I'm going to say 80% likely to win. That said, Isabel Huppert is one of these people who's had this incredible career in France and people are like, they love congratulating themselves by saying they know that she's amazing. So, a vote for her is like a pat yourself on the back move. Ah, so I, I think like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I would love that. Although I do think if Emma Stone doesn't win, there will be marches like the day after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for I mean, sure. pussy hats are going to be back on, and everyone's going to be out in full force. Yeah. <laughs> Marches where Jamba Juice? I mean, like who's? But like I said, I, I'm I'm not totally mad at Emma Stone. She was one of like the few no. things I really liked about La La Land. I feel like she is the Lindsay Lohan we were promised, right? And also, think- Brie Larson won last year, and I'm not 100 percent okay with that. Really, I liked I liked her in Room. I liked it. I thought she was great, but at the same time, she also got like 50 cry scenes. So it just seems mm. like she was given a head start, but she was amazing. Right. That's true. Okay. That's yeah, true. I mean, yeah, she was good well, in the movie, but... Who would you have preferred last year? I don't know. I'm just not 100% comfortable with rewarding someone who made, like, a Mandy Moore grade run at pop stardom, and then we give her an Academy Award. <laughs> well, we, yes, we did listen to the song on this podcast. Still. I remember that song. Yeah. Do you really? Yes. Well, I, I was a latecomer to realizing she was a pop star, but it, it had been ushered by direction, that YouTube video, so... Oh, okay. Hmm. 
Um, no, but by the way, last year I would have voted for Charlotte Rampling. By the way, I just vote for old women as I guess what I do. But um, she was amazing <laughs> in that movie. If you didn't see that, forty-five years. Yeah, well, I you kind of defy Oscar convention. She was what? So she was the one who was like, you know, last year there were no actors of color nominated for anything, and uh-huh. I guess she was asked about it, and her response was like. Well, maybe they didn't deserve it. Like the apps. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like right. this yeah. Oh, the that older generation. Yeah. When will they learn? When will they learn? <laughs> you think we fixed Oscars so white because we've got? Yeah, is everything is everything all good or we've got some diversity in the majors? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say it is actually kind of disturbing the amount of like I'll say Entertainment Tonight type commentators who I've heard say things like. Well, Oscar so white is over. I mean, it's like like right. like it's like trash we took out. You know, <laughs> uh, the Oscars are only one part of the film industry, or you know, mm-hmm. one thing to consider about like who's represented in movies. I, I mean, it just feels like it's going to come in waves when people of color will get Oscar worthy movies. I mean, it's just like yeah. white people tend to make movies for white people. You know, yeah. starring white people. So. Yeah, I definitely think the sort of inclusion of having more uh, actors of color, you know, nominated is definitely cyclical. I mean, it was in 2000 when Halle Berry won and then they gave like Sidney Poitier an honorary Oscar. And then I think Denzel won in the same year. And we were like, we were like, we made it. We did it. And then here we are again, like talking about this in 2016. So I don't know. We'll have to see what happens next year in terms of diversity and things like that. Um, and that's not to guarantee that anyone necessarily, uh, any actors of color actually win an Oscar this year too. So, well, I think it would know. be real surprising that's going to divide the vote anyway. I mean, not that I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the motivation, but you know, so I don't think we'll see. Uh, and I hope Moonlight actually picks up, picks up a bunch. I don't think, we'd... I hope so. Did you, wait, did you say that you saw it, David? Did you see it, Lewis? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. it? I, okay, we've all seen it. Okay. I feel like Moonlight is probably my favorite of all the Best Picture nominations, so I, I hope it mm-hmm. wins a bunch of awards. Yeah, I would say it's my second favorite of the uh, Best Picture nominees. Um, I think it's probably going to get the Adapted Screenplay Oscar. I do mm-hmm. feel like it's not... It, it, does, it appear, Before, I was almost sure it was going to win Best Picture, but now, like, mm-hmm. La La Land is this, like, juggernaut, and yeah. it, it feels sort of inevi- inevitable. But um, it's going to win, yeah. My only problem with Moonlight is, I think the best actors in the in the movie are the people who play the main kid. Yeah. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah, and what's and his it's name? problematic. It's, it's split into three parts. Yeah, it's Trevante yeah. Rhodes, Ashton Spencer, I think, and mm-hmm. whoever the little kid is. Yeah, I thought Ashton's performance was just... I mean, if that his performance blew my mind. He, I think he was the best part of the movie, hands down. Totally. Yeah, um, and just to draw another parallel to Manchester by the Sea, I feel like that's the way you do a performance that is intimate and restrained and perhaps laconic, mm-hmm. where like maybe you're not saying a whole lot, but you know, there's there can be subtlety and nuance and expressiveness in non-expression. Oh my God! Yeah, just the expressions like in his face. There's yeah. a lot of non-expression, except for you know Michelle mm-hmm. Williams. Uh, uh, I will say I like what's his, uh, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali or whatever, but it's like his character weirdly like doesn't have much of a narrative arc for me. I mean, it's like I understand he's like. I guess like the nuances, he's a drug dealer, but he cares for this child. Right. I don't know. It's, like, it's not mm-hmm. as like awesome as the rest of the movie to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. I, although I still like him in this. And, mm. 
do I hope? But he I will wins? say, I, I feel like hope his... that he wins. But I feel like that yeah. his nomination may also just be sort of the culmination of him having like a really good year. He's a, been an amazing in like year. everything, and everybody likes him. Yeah, and I, in terms of the other performances, I feel like his performance was a lot more multifaceted than say like Naomi Harris's. Right? I mean, she was oh. kind of one note mm-hmm. as like the crack mom. Um, can we just stop? Can we just stop doing the crack mom thing? Can we please? No. The crack mom trope? Can we just stop doing that? What if it's Amy Adams? (laughs) Well, if it's Amy Adams, then, you know. Has she played a crack mom in the hood? Somebody get it, you know. It seems so obvious. That was American Hustle. (laughs) That's right. She was crack mom. Pretty sure she did. Uh, Somebody said that Naomi Harris in Moonlight, like the role is a little bit like a RuPaul's Drag Race acting challenge where, like, you're getting away. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you've got to make it work. That wow. said, she's, like, good. She's, like, pretty good. I don't know. I just I just find the role so, like, the writing of that role is, like, the only hacky part of that movie for me. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That was the one kind of, you know, moment or, like, you know, that the one part of the movie where I was like, mm, I don't know. This feels a little bit hokey to me. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, she, she shot all of her scenes in three days. Which I think that's right. She a little impressiveness made... to it, but yeah, still, yeah, it's kind of a, a hack. She got on that Virgin Atl- Atlantic flight, you know, yeah, smoked a few Newports, and then it was a wrap. So it wasn't, you know, she didn't have much time to really kind of sink herself into the character. Mm-hmm. She's also um, astoundingly gorgeous. I she is beautiful. I interviewed her for what? Well, oh, she's Inspector, right? She's a uh, money penny. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She, I mean, she's like. So there are certain people like we don't discuss that they're like basically supermodels. She's one of those people, you know, right. uh, Gabrielle Union to me when I saw her in person was like a supermodel, you know? Yeah. Um, Gabrielle Union doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So she also and, has that white wine that we love. What is it called? True. She's got that Nilla pudding wine, that vanilla. Nilla pudding pudding. Wine. Did you ask her about that? Lewis? Did you get a chance uh, to ask her about her? Uh, her that's venue right. to Napa? I screamed Nilla pudding at her. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she was a lot. She had a case in her purse. <laughs> was there anything? Did you see Hell or High Water? Yes. Um, Ooh. That's another movie. I was discussing this with our friend Kyle Buchanan. That's another movie that ends well and that makes you think you saw like a triumphant movie before then. I would say it's pretty good. I'm a little sick of um, roles like the Jeff Bridges role where it's like, he's a cantankerous old racist, but he's got some one-liners. I mean, like how many, <laughs> like every cowboy movie. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I agree. It did end very well. Ben Foster is always doing too much, except for yes. Flash. He's good, Gordon. though. He was good. Yeah. He was good. He was good in this. He, he definitely tempered it down since the um, Alpha Dog days. Um, but I always feel like, what are you reaching for, kid? Chris Pine, though. Are we ready to take him seriously? No, but he is good. Oh, Okay. All right, I was gonna. I think I am ready to take him seriously. We talked about Hollywood Ryan's of the Hollywood Chris's. I think Chris Pine might be my favorite. Hmm. Weirdly, I will agree, but I am unusually indifferent to the other Chris's. I think unusually indifferent. No, I think indifference in, is the right I, response, especially to Chris Evans. Yeah, well, I, well, I just of, feel like. Wait a minute! I kind of appreciate the every, everyman nature of Chris Evans, and I also appreciate the strap-on booty that he wears during Captain America. Like training sequences. I mean, come on. You have to love that. <laughs> okay. All right. Super booty. Sure. Right. Oh, come on. You know you noticed it too, right? I don't think I have, but I'm going to go back and look for it. 
Go back to the scene where he's like punching the punching bag. Like he's carrying two basketballs back there. I mean, he's <laughs> in the gym. And like, and like the, yeah. <laughs> he's doing the gray sweatpants challenge backwards. That's right. <laughs> I, I missed that. I always get distracted by his like toupee. Uh, Is I he wearing a toupee in there? Yes. I met Chris Evans once, like, and uh, was talking to him for a while. He is unusually not strapping seeming in person. I was very surprised. I feel like that's something he takes off and puts on for the movies. As in, when you say he has a fake ass, I kind of believe you. Oh, Maybe wow. he's just got like a whole fake body. It's kind of like in that movie, I'm going to get you sucka when uh, what's her name, like kind of like takes off her wig and then she ends up like taking off her legs and you know, it's <laughs> like, a, like, yeah. Um, maybe he's got a lot of different like strap on body parts that we're, we're just like unaware of. By Mattel. <laughs> By Mattel. Uh, are there any other uh, Oscars things we missed? Anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, let's see. I, I'm way behind on the documentaries. I watched, I watched the 13th or 13th. That's the only one. That's what you think of that. It was mostly people talking really well. <laughs> it was, it just was like, a was lot of very well articulated black people. It was, <laughs> it was like just like an extended info. Vox like infomercial. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, but that's um, great. Was Wiener nominated? No, I didn't see no. that. That's great, right? Yeah, it's very good. I'm surprised it was. It's good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, what about uh, best original song? Do we have any opinions about that? Uh, I well, let me just say this. I don't know why I don't have to like that Lin-Manuel Miranda may be an EGOT winner this year. I don't have to like that. And you can't make Mm -hmm. me like that. I'm with you. Something about him is just like, after that love is love speech, it's like, girlfriend, I can do logic too. I know love is also love. (laughs) Right. I knew that. So it's like, I I find him secretly a little bit Justin Timberlake style smug. Yes. He's a little bit too self-satisfied now with all of his success. Don't you think? Right. Right. So um, I think he is going to win, but I'm not going to love it. I think he is going to win, but I'm with you. I have real complicated feelings about rewarding a goatee and a ponytail in 2017. <laughs> right. Well, it's either that or Justin Timberlake. I think I would prefer him winning over Justin Timberlake. Any day. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I have like a beating heart. I don't want Justin Timberlake <laughs> to be damn awesome. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And in a world where we have to live with like two-time Oscar nominee Jonah Hill... I can be okay with a Lin-Manuel Miranda EGOT. Yeah, he can have that. Can I guess. That. Are you saying you don't like that Jonah Hill has as uh, many Oscar nominations as Vivian Lee? What's the matter with you? I understand. <laughs> What's the problem here? Okay. Um, Jacob, what else do you got? Well, speaking of music, um, I know that you are a big Madonna fan. What are your uh, kind of thoughts about her speech during Women's March? And... Uh, do you think that uh, we're going to get some really good music out of her, given uh, just every uh, the news that's surrounding her now? I think that there was something that just came out that she might be re-recording Enough is Enough. How do you feel right. about that? No, okay. I heard that, too. By re- re-recording Enough is Enough, are we talking about the song with Barbara Streisand and, and Donna, Donna Summer? Summer? Yeah. Oh, yes. That would be crazy. I, <laughs> I haven't formulated an opinion on that yet. Her speech. Mm-hmm. It's like with, kind of with every rad moment Madonna has these days. It was both had awesome moments and then also like, oh, did you have to say that? Did you like, it's like she almost gets it. And then there's something about her that like, it, it's like she goes for radness and comes up with childish occasionally. Right. Um, so you think that but it, her saying, ask, talking about blowing up the white house was kind of a misstep. Was that it? Is that the cringe worthy moment? Yes. Yeah. 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 
Um, and or, as did for she like, my, or did she like kiss Janelle Monet on the mouth really aggressively like she did Drake during when was that during Coachella when she kisses Drake and yes. it's a whole thing yeah, yeah right exactly um, like that where it's like almost rad but missed like it was just uh, like grim, you know um, no, I mean I obviously am obsessed with her always will be but yeah, she's uh, right behind you by the way yeah. <laughs> right she's looking over your shoulder so oh she is she's literally right here yes right uh, but I would say my problem with Madonna's music is I miss when she would release albums with 10 tracks. Now they all have 18 tracks and nine of them are horrifying. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. up with that? What is this more is more uh, trend? Well, I think that like they go into the studio and she has all the, I don't know. I think that what else is she going to do with the songs? Obviously she's, you know, recorded probably like 50 to a hundred tracks for every album. I say she's not grab gonna... them, leave them on the floor let them be like released posthumously so that her estate gets a little activity when she's gone and her kids have something mm. to do. Like, I don't know. We really appreciate it then. Like for now, yeah. just like trim the fat. Cause I love that. She's still doing it. She's, she's literally peerless. At this I point. To she's been peerless for like it. most of her career, but like actually all of her contemporaries now are gone. She's the last one standing. And I love that. She's still like out there touring relentlessly, but yeah, she just doesn't always. And, and not just like, you know, performing, but like being like agitating, being, you know, um, aggressive about, you don't have to like what I'm doing and, but I need to keep doing it. And, and also by the way, she still has a shit ton of fans i mean like yeah her tours are like phenomenons so yeah it's always like the top selling tour of the year when she goes on tour still right so maybe we'll get like an american life part two out of this stop right there <laughs> no i liked apps. american life i i liked american life i liked that video i like the video too i actually like about i'm gonna say uh five eighths of that album okay so okay yeah She's uh-huh. also my favorite rapper, of course. So right, right. <laughs> and her her Missy her Missy Mistamina Elliott collabs. Come on. Oh my God, that gap commercial. Yeah, I just rewatched that gap commercial. I just took a tour. My family was here over the holiday, and we took a tour of um, Paramount Studios. That's uh-huh. where they filmed that Gap commercial. I was like, I recognize really? the street. I recognize this lot. And so I had to go back and rewatch it. And I was like, we were definitely in all of those places. So yeah, that oh, was like my one takeaway yeah. from the, yeah. <laughs> People love us in our Where'd Gap jeans. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Committed to yes. memory. Yes. That little Apple cap she was wearing. Oh, yeah. What did you think uh, of the new Missy video this week? That's right. Missy has now dropped a new single. I think the video is like every video she's, I, I mean, like, does she have a bad video? The video is unbelievable. She doesn't. Yeah, the, the video is incredible. And it's prompted me to, th- to think that I think Dave Myers might be my favorite video director because he's done of like time. all of her videos. Yeah. Oh, her, I mean, like, work, it's one of the great videos of all time. I mean, I love um, Past That Dutch video. I love, you know, all those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was going to say, it's such a surprising lead single. I mean, yeah. I forgot it immediately. It's yeah. surprising that she doesn't have an MTV Video Vanguard Award. She doesn't. I, I think that yeah, she will probably get it when she releases when? this. Album, when? Right? She should have. Because I think it, it has to coincide. Well, I think it has to coincide with an actual album drop. That's why I think that she's just waiting for that. That makes sense. I think. I don't it know. It makes too much. She had sense a real. She had a real dramatic tootie in that video, though. She had bangs <laughs> down to her chin. I don't know how she, she could do any of the choreography. She looked like she Cartoon Network. She basically looked like Garnet <laughs> from Steven Universe. <laughs> And they were on like they were on like workout yoga balls too. Now that's commitment, right? No. Also, she's always up to like 
whenever she like innovates like doing something rad with the most conventional like I mean, like, there's always something in her videos where it's like, that would be so stupid if somebody else did it. Right. Yeah. She always does, like, a Book of Home Remedies thing in her videos. It's like, <laughs> oh, she's she's using a dress bag. Now she's using, using, like, a yoga ball. Like, you know what I mean? There's always something, like, conventional that she just throws in there. By the way, let's not forget, when she performed at the Super Bowl in the middle of that Katy Perry medley or whatever, I mean, that's, like, one of the triumphs of the 21st century. Like, oh, how yeah, she, like, definitely. I checked and owned that. That was an amazing yeah. performance. That was amazing. I almost feel like... Katy Perry deserved a BET award for that. Um, <laughs> Maybe, yeah, the only right. thing I resent about that was that it was like Katy Perry was introducing people to Missy Elliott. I feel like she oh, no, she doesn't sucks. deserve that credit. It's like, hey guys, like, who's this newcomer? Yeah. Well, speaking of Super Bowl, do you have any sort of opinions about Lady Gaga's upcoming performance? Oh, what yeah, do you think about Sunday. that? It's now. I, I look. I mean, like, I'm always I'm always up for Lady Gaga. I'm always in her corner. I I I love like pretentious pop stars. I think it's like a hilarious category of people. Um, <laughs> I think she's going to obviously bring also, I mean, the women can dance. I think people forget. She's like, just like, an, you know, like one of these like hoofer types who can do anything. Um, that said, I just hope she reigns in the message and keeps it. Like, I hope there's like a note of humor in it. That's all I want. That, that might be, that might be difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if any of these Joanne performances are like any indication, I don't know. I need a string of hits. I need a medley of hits. I don't need any like deep cuts from Joanne. I need like Alejandro. I need a bad romance. I yeah, I don't need any of the. I don't need Hey Girl. I don't need any of those. No, Mm -hmm. no. If if she does like a lick of Love Game, I'm in. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. What we will see. Yeah, we will see. Did we have anything else, David? No, I don't think so. Lewis, is there? Uh... You're also um, you're also a writer on Billy on the Street. That's correct. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really, really have enjoyed a lot of these segments, especially the game show sequences. So, are you involved in like planning any of that? And how does that work? Like, how do you come up with those ideas? Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I think the crazy thing about Billy on the Street. I was a staff writer only this year. I'd written okay. a freelance way for it years uh-huh. ago. But um, this year, like, I went to New York and I was there every day and stuff. Um, what's weird is, I mean, for a show that, I mean, as I watch it even, I think it seems, like, super off the cuff. So much of it is, like, written to the word. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, and like, the, uh, obviously, like, the obstacle courses require planning and stuff. But, like, a lot of Billy's dialogue, like, say, during an obstacle course, if you saw the Julia obstacle course a couple of years ago or the gun mm-hmm. control obstacle course this year, um, he, I mean, like, he has, like, a list of, alternate jokes for every obstacle that like he goes through and picks the best one. I mean, I don't know if you know how like the show fashion police was written, how there's like a hundred jokes per yellow Carrie Washington dress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hmm. I did enjoy the Margot Robbie. Oh yeah. That was, that, oh. that was one of the best things to write. Also, it's just there were, again, another thing where there was hundreds of versions of that. We wrote a, ver- I wrote a version where, um, Martin Scorsese was Donkey Kong and throwing barrels at Margot Robbie. Yes, like it was <laughs> crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're good. Lewis, where can we find yeah. you? Yeah. Um, remain on Twitter at Lewis Vertel, which is a very cryptic name. Um, mm-hmm. But my parents gave me it, so I'm using it. <laughs> Lewis, yeah. I mean, Lewis is a very distinguished name. It, and- it's almost a dead name. I mean, literally, uh, people... They think it's Louis. Everybody thinks the word Louis doesn't exist anymore. So, mm. And I blame Louis C.K. for that. It's his fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's misusing it. Precisely. 
You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark, Jacob Jeffries, and special guest Louis Fertel. You can find Louis on Twitter, at Louis Fertel, and you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are sold. Join us on Facebook in our group, Deep Thoughts by This Dummy, that's Thoughts, T-H-O-T-S, and find us on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. We'll see you next week. Yeah.